0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. A variety of things that we're going to be checking out today. Fundamental news. Is it bullish? Uh, how much of a hold does the election have on the markets from a livestock perspective? You remember yesterday we talked about it from a grain perspective. Also, um, cash bids. Are they too low right now? And how are the weights? What are we seeing on this livestock market and the hogs? Are we continue to see some great exports to China? We'll take a look at that. And then from a grain perspective, the Big question, did we sell our beans too soon? Got a lot to talk about today as Brad Coima joins us. He is with Koima, Koima and Farlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. So let's start out looking, at Brad, at first off this, at the fund liquidation versus good fundamentals. What are you seeing and how is it attributing to this cattle market?
1: You know, I think as sometimes we analysts uh, have this, try to give off this impression that, oh yeah, we, we, we knew this was all coming. Right? We could see this coming next whatever there's plenty of days trust me where I am surprised at what happens okay um, and and this has been a week a little bit like that um, there's no way to anticipate um, what the funds next move is going to be right um, actually I, I I my experience would tell me that you're usually better off um, coattailing them following them you know if the funds are long go with them don't think you're smart enough to figure out where they're going to get out if they're short you know But what we've had this week so far is a big drop in open interest in the December cattle, particularly. December cattle has been the weakest month every day this week. Um, Open interest uh, was uh, increased by a larger fund position than we've had in a little while. Now, was it excessively large? I don't believe so. I think that it was up to maybe about 80000 I would say it's probably in the low 50s now. Uh, the record open, fund open interest in the, in uh, a month of cattle uh, is 150 some thousand. So it, it's not like this is a, oh my goodness, you've never seen this before. Not like that. Bad. But, but what we've had is, is the funds do some selling this week. And, and you go, well, well why? You know, and, and, I think from the dialogue that I'm hearing, at least Susan, is that they, some of this, this, this fund money, this investment money wants to take a risk off position. Uh, they don't like uncertainty. Uh, and the uncertainty that they're talking about, I'm afraid, is the election. So, um, you know, obviously COVID-19 has created some uncertainty and there still is uncertainty moving forward. Uh, but that seems to be, the, I think, the, the catalyst behind some liquidation. Now, I would like to hope that we're through most of it, but I, I don't have the answer to that. It's been three pretty big days. Maybe we're through at least this wave of it, I hope.
0: So how much do you see the election then really weighing on what's happening in the livestock market? You know,
1: that is a great question. Um, I wish I had a great answer. Um, one of my oldest friends in this business who uh, uh, is on the floor, well, he isn't now because of COVID, but, um, and I talked about that today at length. And, and, you know, I think there's a couple of anomalies, okay? I mean, if we're really worried that a uh, Biden win, um, is super bearish the economy why is the stock market okay in fact the stock market's pretty good Uh, we're not very far from the eyes of the move on the SP. i just was taking a look at the chart um so that market seems to be all right uh you know I, i know that the worry within the ag deal and particularly the cattle deal is that if if the next president decides that we need to be more aggressive with our COVID 19 response like a shutdown, again, like a complete shutdown, uh, you know, that we lose a little bit of restaurant trade we have, that we stop the whole presses again, you know, and, and you know, so there's that worry, I think, that of that uncertainty. Now, you know, the polls all suggest that Biden's going to win um, and, and that people are selling it because that's what they think. Uh, is that not maybe built in? That's what I'm wondering, you know, so... What if lightning strikes again like it did in 2016? I can remember I was riding, I was combining at 10 o'clock at night with the radio on going like, you gotta be kidding me. And I'm watching, you know, I'm watching this thing, what the S&P futures are doing I'm going like, oh wow. And so yeah, the polls suggested then that Trump was gonna lose too. So um, I have no idea. This is above my pay grade. But I do think that a lot of that, that what if worry is built in. Now, maybe not all of it. And, and even then, you know, is something going to change in the next 30 days, even if, if we do get a change in administration? I would hope not. Uh, we're not at a big price. I know a couple of weeks ago you and I talked about there's three times in, in recently in history that we've been below 100. And they all have very good reasons, you know, like a fire like COVID, right? Um, so we're not at a big price. I'd like to think we can work here because the fundamentals aren't too bad.
0: So why are we continuing to see some, especially this week, lower prices on these cash cattle?
1: That's disappointing, and that's not what I was expecting either. I think that the lower cash prices, Susan, are influenced by a poor futures market, which influences the basis traders, the hedgers that are in the South predominantly, uh, to be a little more willing and easy sellers than they would have otherwise. Now, the North, to be fair, has a few big cattle. Uh, Overwhelmingly so, unusually so, no, I do not believe it this is the time of year where we have a handful of these long fed calves that guy falls in love with and can't get rid of them. They lose money. I get it. I got them too. Uh, so they're hard to sell. Um, you know, for some guys, unfortunately, this is kind of like their last go round. Maybe even it's like, well, this is it. The bag's shutting me off. So he maybe has a little less passion for getting these things sold on a timely basis. Um, so, and the weather's been great. You know, the, the cattle, despite the wind, they don't bother them. Uh, but the milder weather, the cattle have really performed it. So we've got a few big cattle. So, yeah, I was, I thought too that we would get 110 this week where, you know, the South got 109. There's some 108 trade today now. But one thing that I would mention with this cash thing though, Susan, if I could, last week and this week, for the first time in months, uh, we have had some exporting of cattle from the North to the South, not the other way around. The COVID deal, we had cattle from Texas getting killed at Dakota City, right? And, and now we're seeing cattle moving to packers that typically uh, would want to kill high choice and prime care.
0: Stick around. more's coming up on the Fontenelle Final Bell. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. As we continue the conversation with Brad Koyma of Koyma and Varlick out of Sioux Center, Iowa. So left off talking about what's been happening in the cattle. I'm uh, going to switch gears a little bit here and look at the hogs. October hogs go off the board tomorrow. What are your thoughts on this trade?
1: Well, you know, sometimes Captain Obvious, right? Um, the uh, Decembers look a little cheap, right? Uh, like, as in, for a little while, we were as much as $14 discount to the Octobers. Now, December is is kind of known as the, uh well, you know, if you're, are you, I don't know if I can say this or not. Well, we'll try it. You can edit it. You know, and I used to say that if one were to put an enema in the hog market, you would stick it in December because that's usually the worst month. Um uh, Terrible. Yeah, sorry about that. Um seasonally that would be a difficult time. Thanksgiving, turkey, whatever. Okay. Um, so it's not unusual that there were some discount, but this seems to be a little uh, a little bit of rarefied air. So we've seen a little tug uh, today, particularly with the December's up over two dollars, trying to catch up a little bit with that discount to the October. I, I really think though that, you know, the the, the 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 tide that floats all ships here, uh and we'll talk about it as we talk about grains, is demand, specifically export demand, and particularly and especially to China. Okay, Um, We continue to see a a good volume of trade go that direction uh, on the pork as as well as the corn and the beans. Um, You of course have that uh, influence with Europe, uh, unable to ship uh, hogs out of Germany, etc. So yeah, and and we're not at a big price, my goodness. Great day for a chart guy today. Uh, yesterday the market came back off of a double top, checked out an area where there was a gap, 50% retracement, held like magic. I mean, you know, and come ripping back, and then the gap higher into new, into new eyes new highs for the move today. Um, so you've got, I think, some fund inspiration and some technical inspiration to be along the market too. I I think there's a little gas in the tank. I can see us get the 72 to 74 in the d and then we'll see. I, I do think we obviously have a lot of supply, so we have to have excellent demand every moment uh, to support this kind of supply. Uh, but I, I'm a little bit optimistic for a minute here that we can go a little higher.
0: Well, you talk about this technical picture for the hogs. How long can this continue to be good for them?
1: Well, you know, you you, you look at overbought indicators and this this sort of thing. I, I on the other hand, you know, for me we stayed entrenched in such a worthless market for so long on both the livestock that you know the recovery period also should maybe surprise us and being a little better and longer than what we think too um, now normally when you start to get toward the first week in November you start to have some seasonal trouble with the Thanksgiving stuff and everything else and increased numbers typically there still is a little bit of that spring-fall farrowing deal but uh, so I, I guess to answer your question Let's hope we put another couple, $4 on this thing the next three, four weeks. That's probably our best timing-wise.
0: So go over to the grains. Did we sell our soybeans too soon?
1: Well, I'm getting a lot of that kind of phone traffic here. Um, I'm for the farmer, obviously. He's my customer. I hope he gets rich. Um, the he's, he's not had five very good years at all. I farm, too. Um, don't take my sarcasm as being spirited. I'm trying to smile through a bad deal, okay? Um, the There's an old saying in the business, though, that green markets seldom rally while the farmer owns the is the first hand. Um, like it or not, uh, I'm afraid there is some reality to that. Um, you look at the structure of the soybean market in particular where there's no carry. In fact, there's a discount. July soybeans are less than the November beans of issue. Uh, December corn Today, uh, actually, December point of next year is now discounted to this year's December point. Um, so, the market's kind of saying, well, sell it, sell it, sell it, sell it. Um, and uh, so, a lot of customers have done that. I think a lot of the farmers have done that. Um, but what the market's also saying is that the right now demand is excellent and the supply to feed that demand is not enough, right? So like on the beans, South America won't have a crop for a couple more months yet or longer. Their crop's not in good shape right now because it's too dry. You got, I mean, every other day practically China's buying corn and beans and and the market is just grinding through that. What I think is curious too, Susan, is is the timing. We've had a, I don't know about the whole corn belt, but I think generally it has been an easy, trouble-free, weather trouble-free harvest that I can remember. And usually when you get into that deal, you have, all oh, harvest pressure, yada, yada, lot, you know, right? And, and, and yet the market, I mean, you know, we've just, you know, taken the market. I think the market's a little better than what everybody's giving it credit for, and I think it's mostly because of demand. Uh, and I guess, you know, I would not be a USDA basher, but, I, I you know, I, there is still a crowd out there, and I'm one of them that thinks that last year's crop was completely misguessed, uh, at least on a foreign. And, uh, you know, we're still finding some of that uh, resulting rally from that.
0: All right. What's the best way for folks to get hold of you, Brad?
1: Call me up. 800-358-3047. Thank you so much for having me
0: on. All right. Brad Coyman has been joining us today. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve a substantial risk of loss and are not suitable for all investors. That is the Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.